Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of God is Real, God is Good. Um, I'm Kylie, um, so let's just get started with a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity to interview another person. Please just be with both we speak and do this interview. Please let your words um, come out of our mouths that we may bring glory to you and that others may see of your goodness and know of your love. And just be with us as we speak. And amen. Laugh the whole time. <laughs> it's <laughs> yep. gonna happen. That's fine. I laugh a lot too. Um, <laughs> where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Antioch, California, which is um, about an hour from San Francisco. Oh. And then I moved to Idaho when I was eight years old in 2009. Moved to northern Idaho. Mm-hmm. No one knows where I live. <laughs> The small towns, it's about a town of 500, so. I've been there. You you have. I have. Yeah, you yeah. have. Because, you? Because I, yeah, I have. <laughs> have you? <laughs> yep, because I'm from small towns, too, so, yep. Yep. So, it's we, a thing. we drive around to other small towns <laughs> for fun. <laughs> uh, small oh, yeah. town life. A oh, goodness. All right, so tell me about your religious background. Did you grow up? With- <laughs> no. So, I originally... um. When I was first born, my parents never went to church. My grandparents never went to church. I I was probably six years old. Um, I lived in an apartment complex in California, and I had a neighbor who invited me to go to church with her, um, with her family on Sunday evenings. So her grandparents would pick her up, and then they go pick me up, and then we'd Aww. go to church. <laughs> and I uh, I don't remember anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go on Sunday nights, like I said. But, like, I, all I remember is, like, getting ready to go to church. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I remember what the church building looked like. And then, that you like, you had to hold your hands together when you prayed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's all I remembered. I'm pretty sure it was a Catholic church. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't really remember anything about that experience particularly. Um, but when I moved to Idaho, they were actually building a church in the town that I moved to. So, I, um... I started going to that church in 2009 when I moved here. Mm -hmm. I um, was outside playing on my scooter one day (laughs) when I was little, and I fell. Uh Uh-oh. And one of my um, neighbors saw me, and he came outside and, like, helped me up or whatever. And then he invited me inside for some reason. It's like, stranger danger? No. (laughs) Not me, but no, he invited I mean, like, me in inside. Small towns, it's also a little bit different because like everybody knows everybody. Yeah, even if you're new, you're just like, ah, it's the neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> and then he, um, basically, they just invited me to church, and they had a daughter who um, would be able to pick me up on Sundays or whatever. So that was really cool. Oh. Um. So was that's she close to your age, or no? She's eleven years older than me. Okay, so um, so like. We're pretty far apart in age, but we're, like, really close Aww. even now. Yeah. Um. So they've actually been taking me to church since 2009. Oh, wow. Which is really cool. It was just recently that I uh, had to drive myself to church. <laughs> and I did not know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, though, because, like, you know, most of my life I've gone to church with my family. And then when I got into college and stuff, I'm like, I go to church by myself? Who am I going to sit with? <laughs> Who do you sit with? <laughs> what am I going to do during church? How am I supposed to whisper to my sister? <laughs> and not that I talk that often, but sometimes you got <laughs> comments, you know? Yeah. 
Um, anyway, so I started going to church in 2009, and um, we would have a children's church program that went on during the regular um, church service, during the sermon. Mm -hmm. um, the kids would go upstairs and learn their lesson, and then they'd come down when it was time for music and um, praise and prayer time and all that. So that was really fun. And um, in early 2011, it was probably like April, um, I was in children's church and my t teacher pulled me aside and she was just like, hey, do you actually know what it means to be saved? And I said, I was like, yeah. I totally know. <laughs> like, I know exactly what that means. And I honestly did, which is, like, a nine-year-old knew that. But, wow. and then I, um... Because it's kind of like the Bible talks about, like, the faith of little children. Because, like, it's, you know, like, the Bible is complex, but also at the same time, it is so simple that, like, nine-year-olds can't understand. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so, like, I actually knew what it meant to be saved and, like, to accept Jesus into my heart and stuff, but I hadn't done it yet, you know? Mm-hmm. I was little. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just didn't know what I was talking, or, like, I didn't, I hadn't done that yet. Yeah. And, like, she was talking to me, and she's like, okay, I mean, like, as long as you know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So, um, actually, one day at recess, the fall, like, the, the week after that Sunday. Yeah. I, um, walked out of my school building after lunch and went down and sat on the playground at recess, or, well, it's, it, on the corner of my basketball court at recess I know exactly where it was and I um prayed and accepted Christ and it was Aww. like the cutest little thing like little yeah. nine-year-old Laura like doesn't she's like what are you doing I'm like Aww. I don't know <laughs> um but I actually went and took a senior picture in that exact place Aww. and it's the cutest picture ever oh that sounds so cute I want to see it now <laughs> I'll show you later <laughs> anyway um I but just, like, being saved, like, that was really sweet for me. Obviously, nothing changed right away because I was nine. Yeah. Like, I wasn't um, really, I didn't, my, my life didn't change overnight, obviously. Yeah. I didn't expect it to. I was little. I just meant that, I just knew that, like, doing that made me know that I get to go to heaven now. So, yeah. like, that made me happy. So, um, that happened, and then I think it was probably... Well, no, not probably. It was um, summer of 2012. So about a year later, I um, was talking to the same neighbor that had helped me yeah. <laughs> uh, when I fell off my scooter. And um, I was like, yeah, I think I want to get baptized. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, I just don't know. And he's like, okay. And I hadn't said anything else. And that probably happened in like July. Yeah. And then... In early September, I'm getting ready to, like, leave for school, or I'm, like, leaving for school, and, he, and my mom's like, hey, we have a meeting with your pastor after, after school today. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and she's like, it's about being baptized. I'm like, uh, what? So nobody really ran it by you. They just knew that you were interested, and all of a sudden they're Yeah, like, so oh. they set up a meeting. Without your knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just set like, up a when meeting. When you say you're like... Nine or ten? I was ten. Okay, so you're like ten at this point. Yeah, and like I'm like, okay, I guess I'm gonna do that after school. <laughs> and like I, re I remember like sitting on the tailgate of my pastor's pickup in my front yard, like talking about being baptized and stuff. And he's like, you know what this actually means, right? I'm like, yeah. Like I was super excited. Like I wanted to like tell everybody that I wanted to 
um, live with, live my life with Jesus and all this. And that's and, so cute. Yeah. I just love the faith of little children. That's I like, know. I was so young. Like, looking back on it now, I was, like, it was only, like, eight years ago. Yeah. But, like, eight years ago. Yeah, I mean. Like, like, I was little. Between eight and eight, or between ten and eighteen. That's a big, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was baptized and at the end of September. And, um, I had eventually went and talked to my pastor or talked to that man that I told you about. He's an elder in my church. I probably should have mentioned that. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I went and talked to him. I was like, did you talk to Jared? And he's like, yeah, Jared is my pastor. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I did. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, so this didn't just happen randomly. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was 2012. And, um, during this time, I is probably 2011-ish, I joined 4-H, oh. and I um, had started... I just took like, clarify, I know, like, everybody in this area knows, but some people, like, I've said 4-H before, and they're like, what is that? What is this? <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> if you just want to give a quick, what is 4-H? Yeah, so 4-H, it's basically, like, an organization for kids to be able to do just different projects, like, they can do animals, they can do public speaking, sewing, arts and crafts, cooking, all kinds of different things. I did a lot of, or I did public speaking, and I did um, goats and okay. poultry, so okay. chickens. I was really good chi- good at chickens. <laughs> I got I got grand champion in both chickens and um, goats at least Ooh, once. Look at you. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, um, I had started doing 4-H in um, 2011, 2012, and I... Um, Became really close with my 4-H leader at the time. Mm-hmm. And just, like, getting to know her and her family. Um, her son is probably, like, four years older than me. Okay. So he he was finishing up 4-H when I started. Yeah. Or he was older than that. But anyway, um, I just really enjoyed um, doing 4-H. And I was really close with my my 4-H leader and her husband because we were it was a really small 4-H club. Mm-hmm. So they were the main leaders. Okay. And I was really, I really liked that. Um, but during that time, um, my 4-H leader's husband had started molesting me oh. without, oh my. <laughs> without um, me realizing that that's what was happening. Uh-huh. Because you're... I, I was nine. Like nine, ten, yeah. I was nine. I thought he was hugging me. Yeah. And at nine and ten, we don't fully understand yeah these things yeah so um he had started molesting me when I was probably 9 10 11 years old Mm -hmm. and I um had really appreciated that because I never got it from my parents Mm -hmm. I had never like the attention the attention and like the closeness of thinking that somebody cares cares. about me Mm -hmm. yeah so I had never gotten really close with my family um, when I was really little, my, um, I was tossed around a lot, <laughs> mm. um, just when I was little because my mom couldn't afford to take care of me Yeah. when I was first born. Aww. I just, and she just really didn't know what to do with baby. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. Um, On so, you, like, and yeah. so this guy then sees this vulnerable child Yeah. and he takes advantage of that situation and that's not. Yeah. Um, but basically... I, um, so, like, I'm, I'm enjoying the love and affection, but I don't realize what's actually happening. Yeah. And, um, 
even through my salvation and my baptism, I don't understand. Yeah. So I just continued to live my life. And when I first got baptized, my pastor said, he said, um, you'll be tested today, you'll be tested tomorrow, and you'll be tested for the rest of your life. And 10-year-old Laura took that very literally and thought that I was getting a written test the next day. I was wrong. <laughs> anyway. That's so funny, though. <laughs> but now I... You wake up and you're like... I literally hey, woke... My- or I literally was sitting there. I was like, what? We're being tested? <laughs> this is... A, there's a test? Oh, that's <laughs> funny. That's also kind of terrible. Like, it's too bad it didn't get explained better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I... Um, had become very um, attached to that um, affection that I was getting. Mm -hmm. And um, when I realized, I'm like, hey, he's like um, an older man. Like Mm -hmm. he was probably in his late 50s, early 60s. Okay. And I was like, "Mm, no. And I got a boyfriend when I was 13. Okay. And... (laughs) I was dumb. <laughs> so I got a boyfriend when I was 13 and um, I just was really, really what I was trying to do was find the love and affection in the wrong places. Yeah. And I didn't realize that I could just turn to God. And for me, that was like, why? Um, sometimes we need other people. Like, even if we have God with us, he wants other people to work in our lives. So sometimes we need other people to like explain to us more about who God is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like for you, nobody had yet to explain to you like yeah so um I just I had basically been searching for everything in the wrong situations Mm -hmm. um I had been searching for love and for affection and for um just attention basically yeah um from people and places and things that wouldn't give it to me well, because, or give it like, to me in the right as aspect. Children, yeah, as children, we we need like attention and love and affection in healthy ways and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's as a child, you don't know how to ask for that, or you don't know like what that even looks like if you haven't received it. Yeah, and if you're taught that you just get it, then it's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just it was kind of just a mess. Yeah. But I um. So you got a boyfriend at thirteen into that. I got a boyfriend at 13. Um, It did not go well. I knew that I had done things that I shouldn't have. Um, But I also knew that, like, God forgave me for my sins. Yeah. Um, And that he took care of those on the cross. So I did know that Mm -hmm. um, at the time. But I didn't really um, process the fact that, oh, that doesn't mean that I can just keep sinning because there's... Um, a verse, I think it's in Romans, that says, um, even if grace shall abound, do we keep on sinning? And it's like, no, we shouldn't because, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and it was saying that basically I needed to get, I needed to stop my sin, my sins with these boys. Um, I had one boyfriend when I was 13 and he was 17. Oh, wow. And I had a boyfriend when I was 14 and he was 19. So we were, <laughs> both and my boyfriends were really a lot older than me. Yeah. Well, at this point, like, like, yeah, it was sort of your sin, but like also at the same time, like you're still like being taken advantage of to some point, like, mm-hmm. because these boys are a lot older than you. They should know what's right they and wrong. They should well, one, it's kind of like they maybe shouldn't even be dating somebody of that age. And two, like, they shouldn't be doing that with somebody of that age. Even if, 
you know, you agreed to it, they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think that they would have that that common sense. They but, have parents that had that common sense, too. <laughs> yeah, their parents were very approving of our relationship. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, one of them um, was straight up, like, very open with it. She's just like, oh, yeah, you want to come over? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, but so, anyways, you were saying you needed to stop. So, I needed to, I knew that I had needed to stop that relationship so I actually invited one of them to church, and they did come to church. <laughs> and then um, my pastor was like, hey, come talk to me. And then he went and talked to my boyfriend at the time, and we broke up. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway. This was just after he came to church once? <laughs> yep. One, one time. Oh, okay. <laughs> one time. Well, my pastor knew that he wasn't good for me. Well, that's... So... It's good that you at least had somebody in your life that was trying to... Yeah. My pastor and I have a very, very close relationship. We we always have, and we we will forever. <laughs> That's we really do um, to this day. Mm-hmm. So we um, we so basically, I stopped dating him. So basically, I have I had gotten rid of both boyfriends, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So God wants me to stay here for marriage, so I'm gonna do that. And I was like, okay. So like I had had these sexual relationships with these guys Mm -hmm. um I hadn't lost my virginity which makes me which to this day I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. um but I know that if I had continued with those relationships I would have Mm -hmm. and that kind of scares me um but I um was just I had had those sexual relationships and I didn't know what to do anymore because I was without those um so I turned to pornography Mm-hmm. And I probably became addicted to that when I was four, 13 or 14. Oh, wow. Um, and it, it started as just like, oh, I just want... Yeah. I just want some, some attention. And um, for me, I got that, but I didn't realize that pornography was wrong. Yeah. Um, because the way it's often portrayed in the world, like, sometimes it's not portrayed as wrong. It's just portrayed as a private activity and not mm-hmm. as something that is harmful to you, your, like, your mind. It, it messes with your mind and changes the way you think and stuff. And so some, but it's often not portrayed that way by people of the world. Like, Yeah, they definitely portray it as something you just, you obviously you don't do it in public, but they don't <laughs> say it as something that is um, wrong or bad for you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time went on, I realized um, that it was a sin but I kept hiding it because obviously I didn't want anyone to find out. Um, and that was my main struggle for many years of my life. Um, along with um, the abuse from my 4-H leader's husband at the time because I was very, I was very active in 4-H. Mm-hmm. Um, and in church, like I had started to become more um, involved in my church and in ministry. I had started... Um, I started ministry in late 2017, which um, was really good for me, and I loved it so much. Mm. I recently had to quit because I'm moving for college. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I was struggling with this sin, not knowing that it was sin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I eventually, like, my heart just realized the sin that was happening in my life. Mm-hmm. And I um, I finally broke down 
and went to um, an elder's wife in my church. And I said, I can't, I can't live with the sin in my life anymore. And like I broke down and I had told her what had happened and that I was struggling with it and that I had for a number of years. So um, you told her what had happened in terms of uh, the pornography. The pornography. Okay. So um, I was just like talking to her and like I decided that I wasn't going to do it anymore and I had quit for like a couple weeks. Yeah. And then I um I just like started doing it again and like never really she never really asked me about it again. Uh. And then um come late 2017 I um fair rolled around for 4H and so I was going to show my goats and um at this time my goats were um, housed at my 4-H leader's house where the abuse was mostly happening. Mm-hmm. And I, um, uh, we were going to fair and stuff. And then someone finally asked, they just came right out and asked me, has he ever touched you? And I was oh, like, wow. oh, and I didn't want to say no, or I didn't want to say yes, because I knew what would happen to my 4-H career and that it would be over. Mm-hmm. But I knew that it wasn't right. And so, just, like, a couple clarifying questions. So, was the abuse still happening at this time when this person came up to you? Yes. And so, like, did it, was, like, now looking back now, was there any reason, like, that prompted them to ask that? Do you know why? There was, yes. Um, So, they, um, this person was also a 4-H leader, and she had a granddaughter and a niece in 4-H. Okay. And um, her granddaughter had come up to her and said, like, hey... Or she, like, made a joke about him being a pervert. And mm. she's like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So, um, okay. like, she had already, and she asked me and another girl at the same time. Okay, so she's going around to find out, like, if, mm-hmm. if, if it was happening to happening other people. To, yeah. Um, and it turns out there was three of us that oh, it was wow. happening to. Oh my um, I got, I got the worst of it, uh-huh. um, compared to what the other girl's descriptions were, um, and they basically came up for a reason for each of us and saying why we were lying about it. Oh my goodness. There's um, four of you, you said. There's three. Oh, there's three of you. There's three of us, and we were all saying the exact same thing. And you're all lying. No. <laughs> and we're all lying. Uh, <laughs> That's wow. what they were saying. That's terrible. Um, so even the lady that comes up and asks you about it, the grandma of the other girls, she even believed you were lying? She did not believe she that I was lying. Okay. She was the one that was on my side okay. about it all. Um, so when it did come out, what I thought would happen happened. Mm-hmm. I was done with 4-H. Mm-hmm. Um, I got in trouble and he didn't. Oh, no. So CPS decided that they weren't going to do anything because I wasn't going to be around him anymore. Um, <gasps> I We weren't able to, we weren't financially or physically able to prove it in court. Yeah. So the police weren't going to do anything. Oh, no. Um, so it was just, it was just a whole mess for me. And so I resorted to a time of anger in my life. Um, I would be angry. <laughs> so I became very depressed. I wasn't um, I wasn't able to do 4-H anymore, and that is what drove me. I was always doing 4-H or discipleship most of the time. Um, 4-H was going to be my gateway to a lot of things in life that I knew that I wouldn't be able to afford. Um, yeah, because you can get, like, scholarships for you college and stuff. You can get all kinds of stuff for support. Yeah. Um, so I became very depressed. Um, I definitely had thoughts of suicide. 
I um started cutting in 2016 before it had actually like came out Mm -hmm. but like it just made it worse for me when that had happened um I just resorted to why does this have to happen to me and what did I do to deserve not being able to do 4-H anymore Mm -hmm. um because it was just such a big part of my life yeah so I um uh basically tried to do 4-H on my own but I couldn't financially do it and my mom couldn't physically do it mm-hmm. um my 4-H leader had become I had become completely dependent on her and all the meetings and stuff that I had to go to she gave me a ride to um she acted as my mom when my mom couldn't be there or wouldn't be there mm-hmm. uh she was just the person that could be there for me at the time and that was really nice but I also knew the whole time that I couldn't go through with that abuse any longer than I already was. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, um, basically after, um, fair in 2017, I started being, like I said, very depressed, very, um, suicidal, wanting to just just wondering why I had to be in this world anymore because of what had happened. Like, why did I deserve this? Um, the lady, my 4-H leader, said that it was my fault. Um, That's not okay. She was saying that it was my fault, and she, but then she would make excuses as to why he would do it and this and that, and it was just, it was a mess, really. Um, yeah. Um, but, like, basically... Um, 2018 rolled around and my grandma died and that was really big for me because like she was my rock when I was really little. Mm. Like I would just call her just whenever I wanted to and just be able to talk to her and like (laughs) it was just, um, like I was just able to just talk to her whenever I wanted and like she was one of the ones that was there for me when I was really, really little. Yeah. Um, which was really nice for me. But she passed away in 2018 and that just kind of dropped me even lower. Oh. Um and August was my breaking point. And I um was getting ready to go to summer camp. Mm-hmm. And I just decided that I was done and that I was gonna kill myself. Um so I attempted suicide the day before I left for summer camp oh my because I said, I'll just die at camp and then I won't have to come home. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I just won't have to come home. And that was really um, solid for me. Like I just didn't want to come home mm-hmm. after, cause I knew I was going to Bible camp. I knew I was going to have fun. Mm-hmm. I knew um, I was going to learn a lot and I was just going to have a lot of fun. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have fun and then be gone so I didn't have to go home. Um, um, I obviously did not succeed in that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I came back um, very depressed. Um, and then it came early 2019 probably that I finally broke down and said I can't do it anymore and that I needed to live for God Mm -hmm. because it had somehow come through to me that I could just trust God for everything 
and I could lean on him and everything and that he would provide for all of my needs. Um, even if he's not physically sitting right next to me, Mm -hmm. um, his presence is everywhere and he sees all and he knows all and he knows all of my needs and all of my, um, just all, everything that I need, all Mm -hmm. the love and affection that I need in my life. So I was able to, um, I was able to learn that and I, um, was starting to receive help for my pornography addiction at the time and um, just receive help for that and just try to get my life back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I quit watching pornography for about a month and then I broke um, and that was one of the hardest months of my life. It was really hard for me because I just, I had been used to all of that sexual um, just pleasure in my life and I really didn't want to deal with that anymore mm-hmm. but like it was really hard for me to not yeah have it in my life and like my I, we got like occasionally mm-hmm. more often kind of recently than um 2019 2019 was like really big for me I went to a summer camp and I decided that um like I was really happy where I was and like I was I was on fire for God. I loved him so much and I just wanted everyone to know the gospel and like everyone mm-hmm. to just be able to go to heaven because I knew people that didn't. And I um so I basically after summer camp I just decided like I'm going to live my life for God. And that was really big for me. Um my whole senior year I was on fire for God anytime Aww. anyone asked about anything uh related to Christianity or the Bible or Jesus or anything. I was all over it. I just wanted everyone to know um, what it was like to know God. Yeah. And that was really good for me. Um, like I said, I obviously still struggle for with my sin, mm-hmm. but that, everyone does. That's part of, like, yeah, like, Paul says, like, we're all sinners, and like, he says he's the worst of them all, but, like, like, yeah, we invite Christ into our life, but we still struggle with our human nature, like, and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, it's a process. Like, God doesn't necessarily expect us to give it all up. Like, for some piece of people, they do give everything up. But, like, it's a process. No matter what it is, we're all going to struggle with something. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't believe that any sin is worse than another sin in God's eyes. So, it's just it's just sin. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. And, like, we just try every day. <laughs> yeah. And I still fail about things I'm trying on all the time. So... Yeah. So, um... Yeah, basically, my um, my heart just became much more right with God mm. in the last year than ever. Yeah. Um, and I just, at this point in my life, I just want everyone to know the gospel so that they That's can be awesome. saved. Because I don't want to um, have to live with, like, knowing that any of my friends are not saved. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like, I like to look at people and say, if they died today, would they go to heaven? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then you got some work to do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> really. Yeah. That's, like, a great way to live, though, because mm-hmm. we should love everybody, because that's how much God loves us. He looks at us and says, "Is this? I want this person in heaven, you know? And that's kind of how you're looking. You're like, I want my, all my friends in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well... I think that's about it. Unless yeah. you had anything more you wanted to share. 
Well, no, well, thank you so much for sharing with <laughs> Yeah, just everybody remember God is real, God is good, and have a great week, everyone. Bye.